0: 28K News.
1: It's 11 o'clock. I'm Aaron Tam. Tonight's headlines. Police say they have arrested nine people, including six secondary school students, on suspicion of engaging in terrorist activities. They allegedly plotted to blow up courts and cross harbour tunnels. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has sought to play down concerns that planned anti-doxing laws could lead to tech giants Facebook, Google and Twitter pulling out of Hong Kong. An international journalism watchdog, Reporters Without Borders, has named the chief executive a predator of press freedom. Police say they have arrested nine people including six secondary school students on suspicion of engaging in terrorist activities with an alleged plot to blow up courts, cross harbour tunnels and railways. Officers say the suspects were members of a pro-independence group. Jimmy Choi reports.
2: Officers say they found explosives, chemicals that could be turned into TATP and bomb-making equipment in a hostel room in Chimsa Cho. Helmets, shields, air guns, and walkie-talkies were also seized, police say, and around $600 in bank funds were frozen. Senior Superintendent Steve Lee from the force's National Security Department told the media that the suspect had intended to make bombs in the hostel room, but the police action had thwarted their attempts. He said the group planned to launch car bomb attacks and place bombs in rubbish bins, alleging that they hoped to maximize the damage caused to society. Mr. Lee claimed that the five male and four female suspects, aged between 15 and 39, belong to a pro-independence group called Returning Valiant.
3: The six of them is the secondary school student. They all have uh, some planning uh, at some stage to leave Hong Kong for good. So the group is a uh, particular interest in this group, and we call them to, to, to join the, uh, the, the port to do the sabotage before their
1: departures.
2: Among those arrested was a member of staff from the management of a local university and a secondary school employee.
1: Steve Vickers, CEO of Steve Vickers and Associates, a specialist political and corporate risk consultancy, says Hong Kong's overall security situation has not worsened significantly. Um, I think we're on the cusp of a modest and small scale insurgency involving a very small group of indigenous pro-independent groups who have gone very radical. The risk to foreign interests and foreign businesses is, it r- remains low to medium. Um, the police are clearly well on top of the, the situation in terms of intelligence. Um, they appear to have caught them, nipped them in the bud, and I suspect they probably had a good eye on them for a, a, a sustained period of time. The chief executive has sought to play down concerns that planned anti-doxing laws could lead to tech giants Facebook, Google and Twitter pulling out of Hong Kong despite a warning by an industry group Asia Internet Coalition, or AIC. Carrie Lam says anxieties over the legislation will fade in time. She also says the laws will only target illegal doxing behavior. The honorary president of Hong Kong Information Technology Federation, Francis Fong, agrees that foreign tech giants are likely to stay here. When you're looking at the AIC memberships they actually there are quite a bit of company actually are operating in even China. So there are even more rigid law in China and they are observing these laws. I don't have a very big concern when the anti doxing laws is in effect these companies will pull out Hong Kong. I think as long as they can ensure that the employee and also the company will not violating the law in any way, so I think they will not pull out Hong Kong anyway. Health officials say it is highly likely that a U.S. Consulate General staff member who tested positive for COVID-19 earlier this week is a repositive case. Violet Wong reports.
4: In a statement, the Center for Health Protection said the 25-year-old woman who came to Hong Kong in March had been diagnosed with the coronavirus in the United States in January. Authorities say she is asymptomatic, adding that she tested negative after being sent to hospital with antibodies found in her sample. Also, her specimen did not carry the N501Y or L452R mutant strain. After examining the epidemiological, clinical, and laboratory findings, this case is compatible with a repositive case. The CHP is following up the case with the US Health Authority, the statement read. Meanwhile, one new imported case has been reported involving a 56-year-old man who flew in from Russia.
1: You're tuned to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says it's immoral for people to mourn the deceased suspect of the Causeway Bay police stabbing. She says violence cannot be justified when there are problems in society. Adding it has nothing to do with the government's performance, Wendy Wong has more.
0: After the attack on July the 1st, some people had posted messages on social media paying tribute to the assailant and others had placed flowers at a site outside the Sogo department store to commemorate him. Speaking ahead of the weekly executive council meeting, Mrs Lam said such actions could incite others to commit
2: similar violent offences. One has to ask yourself whether it fulfills that um, moral standard for somebody to mourn. A person who deliberately attacked and wanted to kill a policeman on duty. I think that's very obvious. You don't need a lot of public education to so come to a view. And if that is immoral, then certainly I would uh, want to see Hong Kong people refraining from uh, conducting that sort of immoral acts, which might intentionally or unintentionally have the undesirable impact of um, inciting more people to do that sort of. Acts or behaviors.
0: The CE said there is a common fallacy that violence can be justified when there are problems in society. We should not and need not link the government's performance to the national security and public safety issues, she said. Mrs Lam said the government is responsible for solving different problems in society, such as the shortage of flats and poverty, but that it would be a fallacy to say people can resort to violence or break the law because these problems exist. She added that the government will speed up a study on how the city's laws can be improved to safeguard national security and public order. Mrs Lam said she had asked all government departments and public bodies to work to prevent lawbreakers from penetrating education, broadcasting and the arts, and glorifying violence.
1: Security Secretary Chris Tang also talked tough, suggesting that scholars who have defended those mourning the suspect in the Causeway Bay police stabbing could face prosecution for allegedly encouraging people to support terrorism and even pushing people into becoming terrorists themselves. Francis Sit with that story.
4: While the government has said Hong Kong is mourning the man's death on July the 1st could be breaching the national security law by advocating terrorist acts, University of Hong Kong law professor Johannes Chan disagreed, saying people could simply be mourning out of sympathy for a person who has died or to show the discontent with the government. Social work professor Paul Yip from the same university said people may only be expressing their grief and it doesn't necessarily mean they support the attack.
3: There are in
4: Leshko, lawmakers accuse the scholars of encouraging acts of terrorism. Without naming anyone, the security chief said it's immoral for people to find excuses for terrorist acts. Chris Tang's bookser and interpreter.
2: Depending
0: on the individual cases, we will see whether we have evidence to make arrests and take out prosecution. But irrespective of that, if you encourage people to sympathize with such uh, attackers, then you are asking people to sympathize with such terrorists. Then they are going to support these terrorists and ultimately they will become terrorists themselves. I discourage such behavior of the university professor.
4: In an apparent reference to Professor Chen, Mr. Tang said he hopes the scholar can sleep at night, being as Hong Kong may be painted in blood because of him.
1: Three pro-Beijing heavyweights have been appointed as non-official members of a powerful new panel that will decide who gets to sit on the election committee or take part in LegCo and chief executive races. Wendy Wong reports.
0: Chief Executive Carrie Lam said former Justice Secretary Elsie Lung, former Electrical President Rita Fan, and former Chinese University President Lawrence Lau will join the Candidate Eligibility Review Committee. Making the announcement during her weekly Meet the Press session, Mrs Lam described the trio as respectable, loyal to the country and committed to Hong Kong, adding that they do not belong to any political parties. The committee, meanwhile, will be chaired by Chief Secretary John Lee. Security Secretary Chris Tang, Secretary for Constitutional Law and Mainland Affairs Eric Zhang, and Home Affairs Secretary Casper Choi have been named the official members of the committee.
1: International journalism watchdog Reporters Without Borders has named Chief Executive Carrie Lam a predator of press freedom. As Vicky Wong reports, the group accused the Hong Kong leader of relentlessly targeting symbols of press freedom in the city.
3: The list of press freedom predators, which Reporters Without Borders has been compiling since 2016, names the heads of state or governments which they say crack down on press freedom through various measures, such as imposing draconian laws, jailing journalists or arbitrarily inciting violence against them. This year's list of 37 people includes 17 new entries, including the SAR leader. Other people on the list include Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban and Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro. The group described Mrs. Lam as President Xi Jinping's puppet and accused her of relentlessly targeting symbols of press freedom in Hong Kong. It cited the freezing of Apple Daily's financial assets last month, saying the move had effectively forced the pro-democracy newspaper to shut down. The RSF also accused Mrs. Lamb of carrying out an orchestrated judicial harassment of Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai, as well as former journalist and lawmaker Claudia Moe, both of whom were arrested and charged under the national security law. The watchdog, meanwhile, slammed the CE for launching a full-blown intimidation campaign against RTHK, saying the new director of broadcasting, Patrick Lee, was tasked with setting up an internal censorship system. It said the broadcaster's airing of the CE's talk show on Beijing's electoral reforms in April was a clear example of Mrs Lam taking editorial interference to the next level. Earlier in the year, the group ranked Hong Kong at 80th out of the 180 countries and territories in its World Press Freedom Index, unchanged from last year. In its analysis at the time, the group said the national security law allows Beijing to intervene directly to punish what it regards as crimes against the state and is especially dangerous for journalists.
1: An Afghan military commander who has just taken charge of the main U.S. base in the country, Bagram, says the Americans left in the middle of the night without telling Afghan officials. General Asadullah Kuhastani said the Afghan military only found out the U.S. had left some hours later. U.S. forces vacated the airfield about 40 kilometers from the capital, Kabul, last week, nearly 20 years after the invasion of Afghanistan. The Taliban say they've continued to capture territory in the country, taking more than 10 districts over the past day. Accordant Belarus has jailed former presidential contender Victor Babariko for 14 years on corruption charges that he denied. Here's the BBC's Danny Eberhard. Victor Babarikas' attempt to
5: challenge President Lukashenko at the ballot box didn't last long. Within weeks of embarking on his run for the presidency and riding high in opinion polls, his campaign was brought to a juddering halt. Raids on the bank he'd formerly led resulted in a criminal investigation and the electoral authorities barred him from standing. Now he faces 14 years in jail and cannot appeal. Mr Babarika's supporters denounce the case as a political hit job. The verdict comes as little surprise. Mr Lukashenko's critics see it as part of a pattern of oppression designed to crush all
1: opposition. The Tokyo Olympics could become a TV-only event. Japan's Asahi newspaper, citing multiple identified government sources, says larger venues are likely to have no fans, whereas some fans would be allowed at smaller venues and the opening ceremony could be limited to VIP guests. Organizers of the Tokyo Games and the International Olympic Committee are expected to make an announcement on spectators after a meeting later this week. At Wimbledon, Poland's Hubert Hurkacz has ousted second seed Daniil Medvedev of Russia in their rain delayed fourth round battle. The Polish number 14 seed won in five sets 2 6, 7 6, 3 6, 6 3, and 6 3. Next up for Hurkacz, eight time champion Roger Federer. Now the weather. It will be mainly cloudy with occasional showers and squalls. There will be isolated thunderstorms and temperatures will range between 27 and 30 degrees tomorrow. And the weather outlook, there will be less showers on Thursday. Friday and the weekend will be mainly fine and very hot. Currently, the temperature is 29 degrees with a relative humidity of 80%. The standby signal number one and thunderstorm warning are in effect. A reminder of our top stories tonight... Police say they have arrested nine people, including six secondary school students, on suspicion of engaging in terrorist activities. They allegedly plotted to blow up courts and cross harbour tunnels. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has sought to play down concerns that planned anti-doxing laws could lead to tech giants Facebook, Google and Twitter pulling out of Hong Kong. An international journalism watchdog, Reporters Without Borders, has named the chief executive a predator of press freedom. The news from RTHK. (coughs)
5: but I could have told you, Vincent This world was never meant For one as beautiful as you Starry, starry night Portraits hung in empty halls Frameless heads on nameless walls With eyes that watched the world and can't forget Like the strangers that you've met The ragged men in ragged clothes The silver thorn, a bloody rose Lie crushed and broken on the virgin snow Now I think I know What you tried to say to me How you suffered for your sanity And how you tried to set them free They would not listen, they're not listening still Perhaps they never will Don McLean, of course, and Vincent into our second hour is Tuesday night. Peter King with you of course depending on where you are on the planet. It could still be your morning. It is in Boston from our mates over there. Uh, It uh, could also be the afternoon as well depending on where you are. It's Radio Pete at Gmail if you feel like getting in touch. Michael how are you doing? Got your request? Sent somebody down to the cellar to have
1: a poke around. I'm sure they'll find it pretty quickly. As we go now to Dolly Parton on 3 and Here You Come Again.
5: Here you come again Just when I've begun Together, you walk right in the door just like you've done before, and wrap my heart round your little finger. Here you come again, just when I